See, I had the meeting up, and when I did that the first time, I didn't um, accept, like, the audio function. So that's why we couldn't hear each uh, other. See, yeah, I mean, only I've been doing this for how many, feels like 800 years, and I still don't know how to use Zoom. <laughs> I mean, does anyone ever really know how to use Zoom? Um. <clears throat> It feels less like you know how to use it when it's your turn to be in charge of it. Because if this had happened to Jeff or anybody else, we would be giving him a hard time and, you know, cracking a lot of jokes and whatnot. But when it's someone else, you're just a, a slight bit more sympathetic. Well, like, <laughs> But if you guys want to make fun of me for not knowing how to use a computer or Zoom, that's fine. Oh, no, I don't. I'd say... When I my before I went back to law school, the job I was working at the job I was working at, I uh, it was remote, so mm -hmm. all the meetings, all the interactions, everything was over Zoom, and so everyone had just like the basic Zoom where you um you know you could do like what is it forty five minutes or something, but apparently if you just emailed the home office, they would give you like the unlimited version. Or whatever, but unlimited. I hated, I hated having to, um, <laughs> like interact with the people I worked with, and so and everybody's somebody's like, "Hey, Aaron, can you start a meeting for, and like show us how to do this or explain this to or whatever?" And I actually don't really know how to start a meeting, and I don't have the unlimited Zoom, so I'm not going to be able to do that. Sorry. So I just like purposefully refused to learn it. <laughs> So that I, I I could have a legitimate excuse. I'm like, no, I really don't know how to do that. It works. I never had to. So. See, these this is the kind of information that you can only get from LTC almost three years into remote. <laughs> you know, into the remote telecommuting for your job or school. So, you know what? Better late than never and you know, you're welcome, loyal listeners. Once again, thank you, Aaron, for your nuggets of gold. Yeah. It just <laughs> If you purposely refuse to learn it, they can't make you do meetings. Yeah. So welcome, everybody, to LTC. I am your technolo technologically um, limited host and reluctant host, Jeanette in Los Angeles, and I'm joined tonight by Aaron in Memphis and our number one fan, Andy. Guys, what's, yes, he's number one wherever he goes. Number one in our hearts, in our minds. He, um, he lives his life according to the principles of Aaron. Uh, so. Let's say if it, that was true, he'd be cool. And if he was cool, I would know him. Yet I do not know him, so therefore it is not true. Wow. See, Andy must be like, this is why they say never meet your heroes. <laughs> no. I actually had a buddy once that said, if you had a chance to meet Nolan Ryan, you would do it, right? I'm like, no. No, I would not. 
He's like, why? That'd be so great. I'm like, no, he's good where he is. I'm just going to keep him on that shelf. Keep him far, far away from me. I'll never, I'll just be like, admire from a distance. It's good. He didn't understand me. I was like, okay. Uh, the halo shines brighter that way. Because once you start to look at legends as mere mortals and you see the cracks, uh, with it is just a lot easier to be heartbroken in their humanity and their mistakes. And it's like, I would just rather save up my my tears and my emotion for, you know, the announcement of, oh, they've passed or something like that. It's like, I don't, I don't want to know uh, so much about like, oh, this is who, this is who, this is what they believe politically or socially. It's like, ah, no. Yeah, except for Dolly Parton. I think she would, there's really not much that I think you would be disappointed with her. Now, she's been in the spotlight for this long and never had anything negative done or said about her. So, you know. If any, yeah. If anything, she's she's overcome a lot of negativity, a lot of setbacks in her career to reach the level of respect that you know a lot of people have for her, myself included. Could it be that could it be that anyone who has ever spoke poorly of Dolly has actually been struck down by God? And we just don't know it. I mean, it. It. I have. I have no way to say that that's not true. That, I certainly would never speak poorly of her. That makes. Oh, no. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Certainly does. Mm-hmm. Oddly so, enough. <laughs> yeah, we're a little philosophical here. It's just good. Sometimes yeah. we need that. Um, do you guys have any any lopics um, for this evening for our or do we have a free flowing conversation or I don't know. Um, hmm, I don't know. We could do the like the basic stuff like best and most overrated Thanksgiving food. You know, I brought the best and worst Halloween candy last time. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't like the jellied cranberry. So my, the stu- life, my life was it the canned stuff so yeah the, yeah she loves it i'm like no you can have all of it because it doesn't taste like cranberry or what is your just issue with it oh uh, i think i just i don't like cranberry to begin with mm. so therefore i'm like automatically biased against it so i'm like i'll try a bit nope still don't like it moving on uh, I will give deviled eggs a number one spot. They're awesome, and I think a lot of people just view it as. I think a lot of people view deviled eggs more as disgusting than anything. But I don't know if that's uh, a nationwide thing or if it's just in my mind, which is possible. How do you enjoy them the best? Is it just because it's not a, a basic preparation? So what is it oh. that accompanies it? Like the deviled egg. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's. You got to, you know, the process of it. I think the process of it. And then just like, you can't just bite into it and then have leftover. It's got to be like one gulp. You got to like stick it all in at one time because it's too messy. It's too messy otherwise. <clears throat> and you just have a little paprika on it. And then there you go. Oh, okay. So you don't like too much like, because I'm, I'm, that's not a staple in my Thanksgiving table. So I'm not sure Ooh. what it looks like. That's why I asked. So it's like, I don't, 
Yours is like a start having tacos for Thanksgiving. Mm. That's supposed to be a thing. I don't know. My turkey tacos don't really sound delicious. It would have to be something else. So like if you sure. did, if you did barbecue or, or yeah. steak or, you know, any kind of like those kinds of cuts of beef, I think you could get some really good tacos. Or even if you did like a, a roast of some sort, that could be your leftovers for the next day. Cause you know, usually leftovers, Thanksgiving leftovers are, somewhat better than the actual meal so having tacos for the next day would probably be really good yeah after all the black friday shopping before on your way there you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah depends what you do i think i think i fall into the category of like mass think of like i do think turkey is overrated try it is. The, the different variations and i think like if you enjoy turkey maybe it's just go with like a turkey breast or something like that or maybe a stuffed quail if you really want oh. like a, if you want a fowl and then i think even though that's a little bit harder or equally as hard to make a turkey because you might be like well okay i'll make like three stuffed quails <laughs> or whatever right for a couple people and then you have a different protein but i think turkey is overrated and like a, like a mike sure turducken thing going on yes and properly rated or perhaps an underrated at this time of year biscuits or tortillas that's when there's kind of a, a, you appreciate them a little bit more at this time of year oh sure yeah like if you have a good biscuit. <laughs> King's Hawaiian rolls for me. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I was actually going to say deviled eggs are the worst Thanksgiving I, food. No, that makes sense. I get it. I, I, they're just not my thing. I like eggs okay, but I just not, not a big deviled eggs guy. Um, the best. See, I eat sweet potatoes all year round. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love sweet potatoes. They're my favorite thing. And they're my favorite Thanksgiving thing. But other than that, I don't know. See, like, my wife's family, when we go down there for Thanksgiving, they do, like, brisket, which is good. Mm -hmm. And they do, uh, like, instead of a regular stuffing, it's like a, almost like a shrimp and grits type of dressing. And so it's really just another entree, more or less, but you can eat it as a side, which I guess everything's both an entree and a side on Thanksgiving, if you really think about it. But that's really good. Yeah, there's really nothing I don't like. I guess like the basic, like I love green beans, but on Thanksgiving, it's kind of like, oh, hey, I guess I got to get a little bit of green beans, don't I? What do you think about green bean casserole? I mean, it's it's good. I like it. All any other time throughout the year, I think it's great. But when it's on a plate with all the rest of my Thanksgiving food, it's just kind of like, okay, it's there. I'm gonna mix it in with my mashed potatoes, maybe. That makes sense. I'm a big mix my food guy. Yeah. Like if I have mashed potatoes, odds are the overwhelming majority of my food will be in the mashed potatoes at some point. Corn and meat and whatever. It's but, all uh, anyway. Exactly. Exactly. I just don't mix my sweet potatoes. My sweet potatoes stand alone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's like a 
I guess with like younger, the younger generation, um, I know you guys have kids. It's like a really bizarre thing of them not wanting their foods to touch. Yeah. It's like, and eating like by, by section or by bite of food. So it's like, first I eat all of my turkey, then my salad, and then my, my potatoes or my beans or my corn or whatever. It isn't like a, a spoonful or a forkful that kind of gives you a little bit. It's like, like they work clockwise or counterclockwise or whatever, some sort of a grid. And it's just like, it's okay to kind of get a little bit of everything and get an enhanced flavor. I, I don't understand why it's like, how this happened to these children. See, though, if I'm, if I'm eating something that I'm not What did we do wrong? If I'm eating something that I'm not mixing, though, I'll typically eat one thing at a time just because not because I prefer it that way, but just because I'm, I, I really don't really know why I do it, but I tend to do that. But yeah, no, my, my daughter's method is actually whatever is her favorite on her plate. She eats it all first and then asks for more. Right. And like, Hey, you, ha- you still have that and that on your plate. Why don't you eat some of that? And she's like, more, please. Like, okay, we'll give you more one time. And then she finishes that and asks for more again. And we're like, no, we got to eat the rest of your food. And then she'll finally eat the rest of her food. But yes, it is one thing at a time. She will try her best to negotiate throughout the meal for more of whatever she just finished, mm-hmm. though. I, I think it's just a general ignorance amongst children that they don't understand that you can mix it and it's still good, even though it may not look as appetizing. They'll be like, no, it's still good. It's all the same. It's fine. But they're just like, no, it looks weird. And I don't like that. Mm. Kids. So, it's like, so it's like an Insta- Instagramification or something like that, right? I don't know. But I, I yeah. just, I, I've heard stories about that and I've seen it on, like, on occasion. And I'm just like, like I said, it doesn't make sense to me because it's not like you're especially if it's things that kind of go together, a meal that goes together or that has been coordinated to go together. It's like, why can't it just, and also it's like, there has to be a defined space between each portion on a plate. It is really bizarre. So I, I don't know who we need to petition to look into this and figure out how do we fix it? Like, is it Peppa Pig, Cocomel and Bluey? Are they the ones that have to teach the kids that it's okay for the, for everything on the plate to be together. Yeah, Miss Rachel is who I need to turn to for that. <laughs> That's about the only person that can teach my daughter. <laughs> only one she'll listen to. No, if if like if she, my daughter's eating a banana and it breaks in half, she wants it fixed. If she's eating a bar and it breaks in half, she's like, "Fix it, dad, dad." And then she's like, throws a fit. She's like, "It broke, did." And I'm like, right. it's it's okay. It's the exact same bar you just had, just in two pieces now. Like, you're good. I promise you. Or like tonight we were <clears throat> at a restaurant. She got chicken tenders and she spilt her ranch on her plate because she no. was plunging her spoon in there. Okay. For God knows what reason. And she, at first it was, look, dad, dad, look, look. And I'm like, I see it, baby. It's okay. It's fine. I see it. And she kept on on. She was like, finally, she was like, fix it dad dad and i'm like what do you want me to do there's nothing i can do to fix that you have ranch on your plate you're fine so what does she do she doesn't want her french fries anymore so then she climbs across the table and starts grabbing my french fries yeah 
but I ate her French, so I had her French fries because I was gonna dip them in her ranch anyway. <laughs> my youngest so son, my youngest son loves uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, but mm. if he ever opens up one and it's like cracked or has some sort of deformation to it, he's like, "This one's bad," and he throws it away. I'm like, "No!" <gasps> oh, like when it has the like um, in the middle, like the the indentation. Yeah, like the crushed or indented or if any sort of like if it's not perfect it's no good you love hot dogs too and it's like the hot dog has like some sort of like before cooking it if it has some sort of like crack in it or like Mm -hmm. tear or something he's like this one's bad and i'm like you could still eat it nope and then he throws it in the trash i'm like oh i I caramba okay buddy so you don't do like there are starving children so you know all oh, over the world <laughs> like I, you know that you don't give them the guilt trip <laughs> no we i used to do that for my older son i'm like there are charming there are starving children in east st louis what are you doing <laughs> you're like two words sally struthers yeah right <laughs> i wish he would understand that he wouldn't but the recess day is so crazy because i'm just imagining you're buying them in the summer and even for as best as as the stores try to have air conditioning and all that stuff, oh. there is a little bit of the you know changes that happen to it because of the heat. Oh yeah, and for him just to be like, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's it, when I buy them at the store, it's like in the store, in the car, as home as fast as mm-hmm. I can, <laughs> because I know if I leave them in the car any longer, it's they're all gone, uh, and I have to buy the jumbo packs too because. They go so fast. Mm. Fresh baked cookies are a very difficult thing in our household because when they first come out of the oven, you know, if you pick it up just off of the side of it, it's going to wilt and rip Mm -hmm. in half. Mm -hmm. And so my my daughter always wants one and then she gets it and she loses her mind because it breaks. And so then what do I do? I just mash it up into a little ball and hand it back to her and she eats it because it's all in one piece. She doesn't care. The taste <laughs> looks weird. She's just like, it's in one piece. I literally just like mash it down like a like packing a snowball and I'm like, here. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> Is there a cookie for Thanksgiving? Is there a Thanksgiving cookie? Probably. I mean, if you if you want there to be, right? I guess. But I mean, it like, would I would love a pumpkin cookie. I love pumpkin flavor. Yeah, stuff. I was gonna say maybe like a white chocolate and cranberry, like cookie. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess like pumpkin and white chocolate chips. That'd be good. Yeah, but I mean, I think any any cookie would go well. Chocolate chip, chocolate on chocolate, uh, macadamia nuts. Macadamia. Yeah. Sugar cookies. With see that's what I was in my mind and from my childhood I always associate sugar cookies with Christmas. I had family members that made sugar cookies and it was always there, but they were never there for Thanksgiving. And I was always I always hated Thanksgiving because there's no cookies. I didn't understand. See, I always just wanted pumpkin pie, so <laughs> or no, sweet potato a, pie. Just the cool whip. See, I'm not a big cool whip guy. Either you just give me the pie. I just I, I, I just want sweet potato or pumpkin pie. No, or I don't, I, need all, I don't need all the extra stuff. You can give me minimal crust. I don't care. Mm. So not even ice cream or or cheese no. or no, because I know people do apple pie and and cheese and cheese. Yeah, like a cheesecake. 
No, it's hot apple pie with a slice of cheese. No, that's not a thing. That's, yes, that's, it's not not like not like craft singles. You're not putting that's that. called heathenism. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what you guys are thinking. It's like I'm getting the 64 pack. No, and it's I'm like thinking cheese. any sort of cheese. <laughs> the cheese should never be anywhere near my apple pie. Not like putting a like Keep a big chunk cheese. of Kobe Jack on top of it. No, Keep cheese away from my pie. I don't care what kind of pie it is. I don't want cheese on it. Swiss cheese. Absolutely not. Is it like that? Like this P- pimento? Yeah, pimento cheese. Pimento cheese, <laughs> like the easy cheese, like you. <laughs> the cheese, yeah, like... Volvito. We're putting Volvito yeah. on it, guys. Nice. So, I'm not going to last up here much longer, guys, because it is 32 degrees, but I'm just giving you a forewarning on that. We appreciate you toughing it Mac out for cheese. us. Appreciate Mac it. Mac and cheese. Do you make it? I have tried cheese and failed. So I just do a regular macaroni and cheese. See, that's one thing my family never really got bit, never really did on Thanksgiving was mac and cheese. I didn't realize it was a thing until I got older. And like my wife's family does it and it makes sense. It's very good. And it's excited that everybody loves. So I'll do not do it. Right. My family just always did the most like the traditional stuff, like the turkey and dressing and stuffing, cranberry sauce and green beans and sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes. And well, a, a lot, but <laughs> never the mac and cheese, mm-hmm. which I didn't I don't really get how the traditional thanksgiving became the traditional thanksgiving because like they weren't eating half that shit back then right like it, it ain't no damn way they're in there mashing up some damn sweet potatoes and making them all sweet and with marshmallows on top of them come on now because marshmallows were so easy to find then when was when was then like pre-depression or something it would be it would have to be after because all that sugar, like they weren't gonna just like create, uh-huh. you know, they were saving it for the boys to make the donuts or something. So I think a lot of it is like after the depression and the war, where it was a little bit more bountiful, I think it was a lot easier to get into like ex- like excesses and add mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. So the pretty much the way most modern American traditions started, like post World War II, it's like it's an idea from even farther back, but really it starts now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our works on the on the Fourth of July were a long time thing, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, gunpowder has existed. Fireworks have existed for a while. I'm yeah, for saying. many thousands of years. Like what? Four or five thousand years, something like that. So it's been a long time. So I think that has always been there. But I think getting it down to an art form where it's like so precise that it's like synced huh. to music and you get patterns, I think that's a more recent thing. It's the first anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So 1777 was the first time fireworks were used to celebrate the Fourth of July. America. I, I, I like holidays, so um, I'm here for the fireworks and the uh, uh, Halloween's okay, but <laughs> you want fireworks on Halloween? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm just going through the. I'm just going through the. Uh, no, fireworks on Halloween sounds like a terrible idea, just in general. 
I mean, fireworks on Valentine's Day, Arbor Day, give them to me. But because the World Cup is starting this week, I am with 100% certainty. I know that whenever Mexico plays, <laughs> so I know that whatever the results are for the Mexico games, we will have fireworks of some sort, win, oh, sure. lose, draw. Yeah. And I already have it on the calendar. November 26th, they play against Argentina. And that is going to be a day where my people are going to be super drunk and passionate because they beat Argentina or super drunk and passionate because they lost to Argentina. What time do they even play at? Early-ish, 11 in the morning our time. So Because like, we play it like, or, or I think America played, don't they, don't they play it like? fucking 4 a.m. or something it's not that early no it's monday at like like 2 eastern over there they're gonna be playing all their games late at night i think to accommodate yeah so So at, at, at least it's not like you know the olympics where it's uh tape delay Oh, and then right. it's like made for prime time and already like Twitter has already told us like, yeah. you know, USA basketball wins the gold medal over France, 122. Yeah, that, so, that annoys me to a great deal because I used to love watching the Olympics. But now, especially when it's on the other side of the world, it's like I know the results 12 hours before you air it on television. And like, yeah, Bob Costa still has to act and like convey excitement no matter what, even though he already knows. He, I, I don't think he's going anymore. Ever since like the Russia pink eye thing, I think he uh, he kind of like stepped out of that role of, and also because NBC and I think the Olympics didn't appreciate him. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Editorializing, um, you know, world affairs. They're just like sure. we just want to see people win and just talk more about Simone Biles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ignore everything else. Just yeah. just to be out here. Let me tell you. Yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna be a thing over mm-hmm. here. I already know, like uh, Huntington Park, East LA. Those those are always like the areas of confluence. It got so cold out here last year that um, my garage fridge, which is my beer fridge, because I'm white, and I think that's kind of just what white people do. Um, Andy, <laughs> can, can you uh, second this motion? Uh, I don't have one, but I will confirm that is a thing white people do. Okay. And, um, all, it got so cold that all the beers inside the fridge froze and exploded everywhere. (gasps) Oh no. And I lost all my beers. (laughs) (laughs) It was very devastating because we, I mean, like, did you like fall to your knees? No, because there was glass on the ground. Oh, but like, I mean. This is we we it's it's been restocked over time now, but like, <laughs> did you buy like a blanket or you know how when you move there, there's the movers blanket, that insulating blanket? Yeah, exactly. So you're like, this time I'm gonna be just don't worry, baby, I got you. We're not losing. We're not losing any more soldiers. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> I just got a bigger fridge. I hope it's better insulated. <laughs> Like, what if I leave a heater on in here? Car- <laughs> the carbon monoxide alarm works, right? Right. <laughs> Does 
space just leave, leave the garage door open like a little bit. No one will get in. Open <laughs> a tiny window. It's good seeing you guys. Happy Thanksgiving and Happy Thanksgiving and a ho ho ho. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Bye, Aaron. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. Andy, we can um, kind of wrap up. It's been sure. a good good uh, moment. We can do one final topic. And it was um, in regards to the fact that I think music that you and I grew up with is now considered oldies. While we ourselves, I think, don't identify as... Like, we're not in the demographic of oldies listeners. Because I'm 39. I don't know how old you are. I am also 39. Yeah, see? So we're in that range. And while I may like music from certain, you know, the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, yeah. it really hurts my heart to know that the music that we listened to in high school is right. now considered oldies by the youngs or the youngers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and also it's like, why do we have to define our lives through appeasing young people? It is still our time, Andy. We are still. I'm still breathing. Biologically speaking, you and me are still in the prime of our lives. Yeah. Not even approaching middle age yet. So already to be pushed into this, like upward in the demographic to make room for young people is very disheartening. And it's like, no, let us hold on to the ground that we're on and wait your damn turn, you people that grew up not wanting to mix your foods. <laughs> These are the people that are pushing us out into a category amongst, you know, people in their 50s and 60s. And I don't think it's fair. And how do we push back? Uh, well, the one thing I've, I've been doing is just been introducing my, my sons to music that I listen to. And just, I don't mention that it's old. Mm. I'm just like, no, I don't even talk about how old it is. I, I was talking to my wife the other day about, we were talking about Gwen, Gwen Stefani and no doubt. Right. And the album tragic kingdom came out in like 1995 or 1996. And she's like, no, it didn't. I'm like, <laughs> I did the look it up. And, <laughs> and she's like, like this, like blank face, like stare, like, no, what is this? And I'm like, it's a thing. It, it, uh, there's also what the, a meme, like where no 20, like 2005 was like five, 10 years ago, or, you know, 1997 was just 10 years ago. No. <laughs> and I think just, I, I don't talk about how old stuff is and just like, no, it's not a thing. It's just. Still good, still relevant. It's not oldies at all. Yeah, I think something, because that's basically something stands the test of time where the various generations can appreciate the music, whether because it was produced great, it has a cultural significance, or also because commercially it makes sense. You're going to hear it in commercials, movies, TV shows. So it's always going to be in the background of your life in some way. So you don't consider. So it's an exception to the rule. But other things, it's just like. It doesn't make sense. Like to hear the show talk about like, yeah, Umbop is an oh, oldie. Yeah. It's like, no, it isn't. That isn't in the same 
breath as the who because because that's what i'm imagining there's like the oldies like it's the museum of music and we're entering the hall of oldies yeah it's what are the songs what are the albums that you see and then for them to be like we're building out for um bop (laughs) it's like we have a whole wing just dedicated to hansen which would be weird considering that that was like their only, I think that I, that, I mean, they had other songs, but I think none of them reached. Well, it would end up being a wing for just the 1990s one hit wonders. So here's the Chumba Wumba section. (laughs) (laughs) But then that would also mean like all star is also now considered an oldie. Yeah. You know, like, basically, okay, the Shrek soundtrack or the Shrek 2 soundtrack, both of them are now oldies. And that just, it doesn't sit right. But all that was was taking songs that were already oldies and making it new again. And that's ultimately it's going to end up happening. They're going to take old songs, make them new again. And like, oh, no, that's not the original. What? That's not the original? No, this song was done by, like, the Steve Miller band back in 1972. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's also, like, what music is now, which also really confuses me, because I'll start hearing a song. Okay, so this is now me just, okay, I'm kind of understanding now why they're lumping us in with oldies. But me feeling old about music should not be the barometer for this. Because you know how they sample songs? Sure. To, and... and and it's like so very blatant. Like, I don't even think it should be called that. I don't know what even the term is. And you're like, oh, I'm getting ready to listen to this song. Like, I've heard of, like, there's a Megan the Stallion song that does this. And I'm like thinking I'm listening to like some early 90s rap. And then it's Meg getting on and doing her thing. She's great. I love her. And I'm like, but I really wanted the song that I wanted. No offense, yeah. Meg. And I like the same thing with um, Lotto. I think it's Mariah Carey, and then it's her. And I'm just like, I'd rather kind of want Mariah because that's what I'm accustomed to. Right. Music is none of my business, uh, as March Simpson famously said. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I should really just keep it that way. Uh, I actually had a conversation with my wife about like music tastes uh, a while back where we talked about uh, the idea that. I, I have a preference in music and I like what I like. And then I just stay in that lane and I don't go, what's the new stuff? No, I don't like the new stuff. Just give me what I want. And this is what I want. I I want my 90s ska music. Just give, give me that. And I don't need anything else right now. Like I like my, well, I'm, I actually don't like 90s country. I grew out of it. But like 90s country versus whatever it is today. No, don't give me that. Just give me, you know, whatever. Give me Chattahoochee. We all want it. That has to be a first referencing uh, Chattahoochee on LTC. We'll have to go and scour the uh, data banks just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, and uh, Spotify and, you know, before Pandora, they made that a lot simpler where you were just like, I'm just here. And then it makes recommendations and you're like, I don't like your recommendations because it's not what I want to hear. Like I, yeah, that artist might be similar to this artist that I really enjoy, but it ain't them. So no, thank you. People talk about uh, how 
newspapers are the suffering of newspapers because of you know the internet and whatnot but radio stations they they are equally suffering because of i would imagine sure. spotify and streaming and all that stuff because you don't have to be 18 in a row to, you know blah 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 and it's like oh please right. i hope they play you know mariah on this <laughs> one exactly all they have going for them is the be caller 10 to win a thousand dollars or a gas card yeah right <laughs> if if spotify uh, or uh, apple music started that. giving away money oof. oh my I, I thought they will but man i wish like you're doing your uh, before i joined the army i was actually doing radio broadcasting and then i realized how much work it was just to get you know essentially sales and funding to keep the radio station going that i was like i don't think i want to do this anymore and that's it was that was long before podcasts were even a thing to where it's like you had no other venue if you wanted to talk on the radio or do something like this it's like there's no other options either you do the radio or you do tv and i was like oh no i'm joining the army jokes on you well uh, thank you for your service andy uh -huh. but i was also thinking like imagine you're doing your spotify end of the year like you know the minutes and the shows and yeah, the yeah, things yeah. that you've listened to and then all of a sudden it's like congrats you're getting five dollars for nice. you know people would just be like so cool but then it would be like five dollar credit towards spotify premium <laughs> you oh. know it, it would be something like that it wouldn't actually be anything you yeah it's it wouldn't be something you'd be able to use in real life it would be like it stays in-house so it's like this isn't really generous of them it's just like they're just knocking five bucks off of their subscription and trying to make me feel like it's a deal yeah <laughs> sure i'll hand over my debit card information go ahead guys <laughs> everyone loves the deal yes indeed um so before we go is there anything in regards to the show um that you want to talk about uh, since Twitter is ending, do you also want to tell us like where you will end up afterwards? So if people want to reach no. out to you, <laughs> no one wants to reach out to me. <laughs> uh, uh, I also thought um, uh, Greg Cody getting mad at Chris over the Gallagher thing was pretty great. <laughs> and then it's like, no, we. And then he's like, no, we could cut that. And then he gets mad that it wasn't aired on the the main show. I was like, come on, man. But it's Greg Cody, so you know you got to expect that. But at the same time, it's like Chris nailed it, though. I think it's been, uh, like he said, it's been a slow progression over the last couple months on their podcast, on the Greg Cody Show podcast featuring Greg Cody, where he does the thing of there's like this trending news story, and he just will like, well, if it's trending it means something to somebody so he'll like bring it up on the podcast and he may usually he doesn't have an opinion on it and this time he just you know chris was like here you go again lester hold and it really got to him and you could feel like this is a oh, genuine yeah. dad being pissed off with his kid and he's having a very raw moment and it was also, it kind of ties into what Billy said about how he couldn't watch that, was it, uh, that competition show with the parents? Because he's like, I don't want to watch a, 
a, like a mom or a dad yell at their kid because they can't solve a puzzle. So that's kind of right. how it was when I was listening. I was even like, kind of like stood back and was like, oh my gosh, what a moment. And I think when you hear it on their pod, because there have been other things that have happened on their podcast where you're just like, oh, wow, this is like intense um, because there's there's nothing that cuts the tension until after they're done. And when they re-air it on the on the Levitard show and you hear Dan and Stu or anybody else laughing through the the clip, it breaks down mm-hmm. the tension. It makes it somewhat more acceptable and it doesn't yeah. seem as like is, oh my gosh this laughing is... at the absurdity of it yeah, so, yeah especially when he hits the he's just like asshole <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think i could handle like i mean they have a different relationship but if my dad was like mad at me and straight up said that to me i'd be like wait what because <laughs> like, he's never done that my dad never said that to me so i'd be like what but yeah i mean it, for what chris did it surely garnered that response but at the same time i'm like okay cool fun (laughs) yeah because even like when they do like the bit of greg doesn't know movies i don't think i don't think chris and michael have gotten him to the point where he is so ruffled that he gets generally upset because he knows like i don't know movies they're gonna ask me things and i'm just not gonna know them so whatever but with this one, he just didn't like the fact that he's like, you don't have a genuine opinion on Gallagher. And then he started bringing up Steve Martin and Yeti and also, Chris were going into the show bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that got him even, maybe that added to his like anger and frustration. It, it surely did. Because it, so- Cause of all it the- sounded like it. Because, I mean, I don't know how many other prop comics of the time there are, but for him to just bring up Steve Martin, it was so yeah. perfect. <laughs> Organically, on his own, not even thinking of the show bit. It's like, okay, great. It, it was one of those things, I think, well, as you know, we uh, obviously get older, too, that Greg, or we get older, that Greg is facing is people from his time are dying a lot more frequently. So in his mind, he's like, I remember when Gallagher was first coming out, smashing the watermelons, and he had the, it was just bizarre and out of this world. No one had seen anything like it. And it's like, I know something about this. No, Dad, no, you don't know anything about Gallagher. What? Steve Martin. And I think being fresh off of the Jerry Lee Lewis tweets. Absolutely. Maybe there was a part of Chris that was like, I'm scared for you to do an off-the-cuff eulogy because of Jerry Lee Lewis. But still, he was great on the PM. Like maybe maybe that somewhere in him was like, what is he gonna say? And maybe Chris was like, did Gallagher, like was there a Gallagher controversy that I am not aware of, and yeah. this is going to come back again. So maybe that was also part of. Uh, I I hundred percent agree with that. Thinking that his mind immediately went to, what what could he have done bad, or would he have gotten canceled for today that he did in the eighties? <laughs> that everyone's like, ah, you know, whatever, just a guy being a comic. <laughs> that was a weird laugh. <laughs> No, but it's good. I think 
that's a good way to end tonight's LTC. Once again, we are really appreciative of our listeners that we've had over the years. Thank you guys for sticking with us and uh, finding us enjoyable, tolerable, hating us, whatever the case may be. We we try. So <laughs> we try. You tried. <laughs> we we try. We try. So, you know, for me, trying to figure out how to connect to Zoom audio, I figured it out, man. I'm not asking. You, you know, did it. We did it. We did it. We did the damn thing tonight. So thank you. you I just no. happened to click a link. You did all the hard work. <laughs> I turned on a computer. So thank you, computers. Thank, thank you, computers. You, computers. Thank you, <laughs> listeners. Thank you, oh, thank listeners. You, listeners. Yay. Yay. So <laughs> thank you, Andy. Thank you, Aaron. I hope your beer doesn't freeze and explode. Everybody out there, have a great weekend. Have a great week because I don't know when this is going to come out. And uh, enjoy your turkey day. Turkey day. Bye. I got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, greens, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, crack. Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, long, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, chicken, turkey, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, long, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, crack. Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, beans, creams, beans, creams, but beans, 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 greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, 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 beans, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, chicken, You name it! You name it! You name it! You name it!